We are not just a smudge on your sound dial. We are spoilers. This is hey everybody. Hey. Hey. Welcome to spoilers. Um, we are here today to spoil Rick and Morty episode eight season three. of season three tonight. The Morty mind blowers episode. And to start off, we're going to open up with our opening question. Um, we're going to start with uh, Josh. And our opening question is, who do you think is Jim B. McMasters? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Josh. I think his real name is contained in the email, which I assume Pappy or Stevie will read here quickly. But it says signed, concerned. So maybe there's some... Uh, anagram there something I, I don't know like i i don't get why this is all centered what? jim why am i being projected upon jim mcmasters what somebody explain this Pabby, can be, you give us some background here i saw the email i'm the only one that checks the group email even though we're supposed to be maybe that's why you're the you're only the one that only checks the one. email <laughs> i'm trying to be responsive <laughs> to our fans <laughs> we don't have any fans you know that all of our fan <laughs> Hi, this is Pappy recording from Denver, Colorado. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think Jim McMaster is either Brett or Josh, or Brett's doing it and Josh is in on it, because it just reads something too familiar. And and for the, we don't usually get meta before we get in the episode, but we got this, another hate email from this Jim McMaster guy, and the email goes, spoilers, just when I thought things couldn't get any worse in your Tombstone episode, I made a bad in all caps, decision to listen to your episode on the good, the bad, and the ugly. Everything about this episode (laughs) (laughs) was awful in all caps. The only saving grace was Laura from the other podcast. She actually had knowledge about the movie, had trivia facts, and seemed prepared to critique a movie. She said, oh dear, the whole time. All I heard from the other spoilers, spoilers were giggling, Flirting with Laura and sophomoric <laughs> jokes that wasted everyone's time. Please take notes from Laura and learn how to spoil. Regards, concerned. P.S. Stay away from the westerns. They're obviously your weak spot. So that's the email. I think it's Josh or Brett for my answer. Fair enough, Pappy. Let's uh, let's let's no, no, uh, no, move no, on to no, let's move on me. to Stevie. No, no, Stevie. 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 It's Stevie. The, no, it's not me. Stevie. Wh- Stevie, where are you at? Stevie's man? turn to talk, Josh. I'm Stevie, I think Jim, in parentheses, Josh Long McMaster, knows what he's damn well doing, trying to tear the spoilers apart, exactly what he wants. Um, No, but um, those emails are just hateful and very uninformed. If you would have heard the parts I cut from Pappy, I can tell you uh, we were not flirting with Laura. That was very far from it. And... um, yeah, that that was a painful episode. All they did was say "oh dear" the whole time. Dan Hart couldn't say "ugly." He kept saying "ugla," ugla, and uh, <laughs> yeah, just uninformed email. Very. It's not even constructive criticism. Just a hater. Get your own podcast. You talk. Don't listen to us, you jerk. Another vote yeah. for Josh. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, what say you? Uh, I think Josh is the biggest prime suspect right now Why? because uh i like the bit at the end the bit at the end where uh stick or stay away from westerns that's a long brothers uh exclusive genre <laughs> yeah. right there of course they'd throw everybody else off the scent. so 
so why yeah. isn't Jordan falling? I think falling under any suspicion. Jordan doesn't have the time for this. <laughs> what? I have <laughs> kids. He's right. He's right. <laughs> I have. <laughs> Jordan has a dog. <laughs> Jordan does have a dog. The man's right. Jordan doesn't uh, like to stir the pot like you do, Josh. You're notorious <laughs> for pot stirring. <laughs> right. Jordan you know what? I'm not checking. I'm not checking the email. I'm not checking day. the email anymore. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> I'm gonna keep a ten foot pole away from this Jim McMaster's guy. <laughs> it's definitely a troll, man, and a poor one at that. Speaking of trolls, that's our audience, Rick and Morty. <laughs> Speaking of trolls. All right, so like I said, we have episode eight of season three tonight, uh, the Morty's Mind Blowers episode. Um, <laughs> how I was planning to host this episode is just kind of <laughs> throw out the... So the general uh, structure of this episode is kind of an inter- interdimensional cable episode uh, where we're kind of jumping back and forth from different... Traditionally, it's been commercials on a cable channel, but tonight it was... Uh, memories that Morty has had erased by Rick um, and how I was planning to throw this out was to basically just throw you guys memories and have you uh, chat on them for a little while uh, first off though we have an actual current day situation where we're kind of in an MC Escher universe where Morty is carrying a Stephen King turtle uh, with Rick <laughs> in tow and Stevie how did you how did you feel about the Stephen King turtle here in this episode uh, I thought it was weird as hell, but it's very fitting for Rick and Morty universe, I guess, of Morty not wanting to be on an adventure with Rick, and of course, <laughs> Morty screwing everything up. <clears throat> uh, I thought it was a pretty solid opening, especially with uh, how depressed Morty was like afterwards. I mean, you did say that the Stephen King turtle kind of represents God in a few of his books, and he ends up throwing him in. Yeah, he's like, like a, a cosmic an, an, being. He throws him in an, like a an endless abyss, <laughs> <laughs> and then it immediately cuts to them walking in front of the couch, getting ready to watch inter- interdimensional Just watch cable. Some interdimensional cable, calm down. <laughs> right, so uh, Morty is pretty torn up about throwing the turtle into the abyss because um, he knows he knows so much now from the truth turtle. And uh, Rick kind of reads his mind here, and he's like, "Oh, you want me to erase your memories, huh?" And they kind of uh, walk down to a memory bank with a bunch of vials of Morty's old memories. And he gets a hat thrown on him. And Rick starts administering these uh, memories. And Mikey, I think I'm going to come to you on this first one. We start off with the uh, the Moonspiracy. <laughs> you want to take it from here? <laughs> this one was probably the weirdest memory. Uh, there's... Morty sees this guy who he thinks is living on the moon or like he thinks he's looking through a telescope at the moon and he thinks he sees this really creepy looking guy. And so he looks like the you, next though. day, he looks like <laughs> no. uh, the next day he's at school and uh, the same guy walks in and I guess he's a, a guidance Mr. counselor Luna or something like that. Lunas. Yeah. Lunas, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about him is like moon related, uh, and Morty is instantly suspicious and like goes to Principal Vagina, <laughs> and uh, and kind of 
says he's kind of suspicious of this guy and principal vagina kind of takes it the wrong way and thinks he's a pedophile and uh calls him out on it and mr luna kills himself (laughs) i don't know why but (laughs) morty is responsible for this guy killing himself there's one joke in there too when he's talking to principal vagina and i think rick or morty says something like is he qualified to be a guidance counselor? And Principal Vagina says, who isn't? Or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> isn't Jordan will, kind man. of... Jordan, aren't you kind of a guidance counselor? No, that's not what I do. Okay. Say what you will, but Miss, Mr. Lunas likes him young, man. Uh, the next... <laughs> <laughs> so Morty kind of wakes up, and we get uh, driven back right into another uh, Morty mind-blower memory. Uh, Pappy... Here we go into uh, Morty's menagerie. <laughs> care to okay. care to take us into this one? <laughs> so yeah, like so it jumps into this, and uh, I think this is another one of like the blue ones, where it's kind of like one that Morty wanted erased, and uh, they have to trick NASA astronauts into saving them from like what's essentially <laughs> like a museum of what looks like a giant light bulb alien creature and he's like peeking in the, all of the windows like looking disapprovingly at them and they they jerry-rigged this like <laughs> communication device and they tricked these like nasa astronauts into flying in this woman and this like what's play the quote oh the schematics specify a second smaller pilot i mean they really specify smaller they have to be exactly five foot three Chang, you may have majored in liberal arts but i think you're about to make history but it's like this guy who got this liberal arts degree or something, and then like he, <laughs> they're he very altruistic yeah. characters. They're like, they they are like hearts of gold. <laughs> and the weird thing is, like that guy like cries out of his pupils if you watch it. Like everyone else like cries out of their eyes. He like this is oh, really yeah. weird <laughs> <laughs> crying. I'm gonna send you guys a screenshot of that. But yeah, so they Instagram. trick him by uh, exchanging clothes and then hopping in the ship and then flying away. Did you guys see the Meeseeks in the other containers? No. <laughs> yeah, Dude, there, yeah. Was a, there was a Meeseeks across from them. And then what was the name of the species that Morty had, like, his kid was? Oh, dude. The, the one with the, the arms on the, the head. The arms out of their head? I forget what they were called. They were across the hall, too. The Those are the Gazorp- two that I saw. Yeah, the Gazorpazorps were also in there. There's probably more, too, that we didn't notice. but Yeah, there's a few quick cuts in there. Um, Josh, going into the next Morty mind blower, we have what Rick what Rick calls the whole enchilada. <laughs> Do you remember this one? Uh, set me up a little bit better. His names okay. are pretty random. That's all right. I mean, it's Rick's names. Uh, so we have an alien overlord that uh, comes to Rick and says, "To go to heaven, I have to be killed by a great warrior." <laughs> Yeah, and so Rick is a great warrior that he has heard of, a legend of, and Rick's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll kill you, but we'll get a, we'll get a cup of coffee first. So when Rick's taking a piss when they're getting coffee, Morty is like all curious, asking him about the afterlife, saying that must be reassuring to know for sure. And the guy's like, "No, for sure. There's no evidence. I don't know for sure." And he like uh, totally second guesses the whole thing. But for some reason, Rick doesn't care and just shoots him in the head anyway. <laughs> no, he gets well, hit by he, a car. He, try, yeah, he, he tries to shoot. No, he gets hit by right, a car. Right. He tries to shoot him anyway. And as he's running away, a car hits him. Run! I don't want to die! 
Now I know their religion's real. They have a hell and it does not look good. And the car was evidently not driven by a great warrior because <laughs> demons come up, much like the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze, and drag him to the pits of hell. <laughs> it's pretty horrifying. <laughs> One of the best parts of that clip, too, is like before he does this like uh, ceremony and kills this guy, like they go have dinner at the most like average-looking Mexican restaurant. Like in the <laughs> most oh, I thought they were getting coffee, Mexican. but yeah. yeah. He has like, and like Rick has like two margaritas and a beer in front of him or something like that. Well, Rick also leaves to go to the bathroom and uh, when he comes back, he's like, oh, Morty, I see you didn't finish off your chimichanga. I just kind of cleared out some room if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't give a shit about this alien overlord. (laughs) (laughs) Just another day in the life of Rick. Uh, So then we jump out into... We kind of jump into the memory chamber for a, another second here. And Pappy, you mentioned that uh, Morty is starting to notice that the blue memories are ones that Morty requested to be erased. And then uh, here, Rick snatches a purple memory, which ends up being one that Morty's family wanted to be erased. And its <laughs> its file name from Rick is Poop Aids underscore copy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember this one? Uh, is this the one with the worm that crawls uh, out of Morty? Well, first we have Beth, and she has to choose who gets to live. Between oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they're, they're on, like, one of the uh, moons of Saturn, and this, like, being is saying, all right, you have to choose between Morty or Beth, or Summer, and Beth goes, Summer, right away. <laughs> like, doesn't even think about it. And then Rick shows up and saves the day. Uh, Quick quick uh, reference to that pop culture there's a uh, one of the gimlet podcasts heavyweight there's a whole episode on like the host of that podcast his father um kind of coming to terms with his mother making a similar decision between him and his brother like i guess people really like really go through that stuff and it's pretty fucked up but this is uh just a quick homage to that whole like sophie's choice sort of scenario so Pappy's choice, and he and uh, she she chooses <laughs> <A> Pappy's choice. <laughs> she chooses the most summer difficult of all. <laughs> but then Pappy, it, it does. Uh, they kind of cut straight to the to the worm coming out of Morty. If you want to continue on to that one. Oh, um, there's like Morty's possessed by a worm <laughs> demon <laughs> thing, and the only way to get it out is with love, and uh, the family like loves him for like up to a point and then they get bored with it and start shitting on him like always <laughs> and then uh the worm crawls back in and i don't remember how that ends stevie how's that one end um it's typically like the worm is almost out and then summer will knock him <laughs> and beth will knock him and uh rick will like also pile on so the worm's almost coming back out then they start loving him again it's just kind of a constant back and forth and morty kind of is a kind of uh, comes to grip with how terrible his family is. And coming out of that, he says something like, okay, my family sucks. Like, I yeah. the quote is, yeah. <laughs> I Morty feel like finally- Beth, Beth was leading that charge against him, in my opinion. Or maybe she was just the worst, because she's his mom and should be loving him, so I noticed <laughs> it. 
I mean, either way, they all keep being sarcastic, and eventually one of them just asks him to, like, hey, Morty, why don't you pinch that one off as this worm is coming out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, again, we pop back to the memory chamber, and Morty is ready to see some of these red vials that uh, Rick has hidden. He also notices that there's a lot of red or, red or pink ones by his uh, liquor cabinet. Um, and Rick finally gives him a red one. Mikey, as our uh, resident Star Wars fan, do you want to tell us what happens on Venzenulon 9? Venzenulon 9. When they have... Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, uh, okay. The the punchline for this joke is kind of set up in the, the demon uh, decision joke because Rick uh, kind of makes a, a comment that the numbering system for the planets is like kind of hard to follow <laughs> and there needs to be an easier way to figure out which planet he's trying Good to get catch. to. So when they're on Vincimulon nine, uh, Rick is freaking out because the temperature is about to drop. Uh, and so they're with this animal that looks a lot like the animal from uh, star Tauntaun. Wars that they, a Tauntaun that Luke slices open and so uh, Morty's like, I don't think we should uh, slice open our, our friend here. I don't remember what they call him, but uh, he, he like brought them to water and helped them survive so far on this planet. And Rick is like, there's no choice. So they slice him open and, and get inside of this animal and wait. And Rick is like, get ready, brace for the cold and nothing happens. And then he like looks at his watch and he's like, are we on Vincimulon 9 or Vincimulon 8? And like, Morty is horrified that they just sliced open this animal and are like laying inside of its carcass. Rick says something too, like, don't worry, Morty, he won't feel a thing. And then like, it's like twitching on the ground with his eyes like bulging. <laughs> so much pain. Disemboweled, yeah. As a quick aside, did you guys ever catch from Star Wars what the actual temperature inside a Tauntaun is? Lukewarm. You're a Jim McMaster. Edit point. <laughs> <laughs> you are dead. 20,000 midichlorians. <laughs> so, so from there... <laughs> <laughs> we f we see another uh, Rick memory that he wants or uh, Morty memory that Rick once deleted uh, and it's as they're escaping from Captain Sky's uprising and we see that Rick has a little confusion on a simple vocab term where he says we shouldn't have taken we shouldn't shouldn't have taken those things for granted and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Morty has to correct him and says it's granted and asks him if he's like a rock person, etc. So it's quickly apparent why uh, Rick would want this erased. Um, then we, we flash back to the memory chamber and a fight breaks out. Uh, Stevie, do you want to take us through this little uh, fight scene here? Yeah. Um, is this where kind of Morty has a freak out and he starts fighting Rick against the wall? Yeah. And... Uh, they both kind of are going after the memory gun or whatever they use to take out memories, and they both get uh, they both get shot with this memory gun, and they have no idea who they are or even if they're related to each other. <laughs> and so Morty decides to start going through every memory constantly to try to connect who he is and how Rick's connected to him as well. So the first one that he gets to is uh, 
they are interrogating this uh, <laughs> pretty gross-looking alien. Stevie, I'm going to come back to you on this. <laughs> They're interrogating him kind of Men in Black style. Uh, take us through this one if you can. Yeah, Morty's all hot and bothered because I guess this thing went after Jessica, the love of his life. And um, Rick's, what's Rick trying to get from him? I forget what Rick's trying to get out of him. Like, is it codes? Yeah, give me the codes. Give me the codes, unless <laughs> like the world will die. Ambiguous yeah. codes. Later. Yeah. It's so <laughs> this alien has what looks to be testicles hanging off like each side of its face. And so Rick tells Morty, grab those and twist them. And what it looks to be as like the aliens in pain, you figure out that uh, actually he's in a ton of pleasure and he wants Morty to finish pleasuring him to get the codes. <laughs> and like while they're discussing if he should do it or not, the alien has like the creepiest face in the world. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of leave that one open-ended, so I'm pretty sure Morty went through with it. Yeah, he erased it. I'm certain. I'm certain he had it erased. Uh, from here, we jump to uh, a time when Morty is actually trying to help out Rick. He's trying to level off his shelves um, with with a simple bubble level. Um, <laughs> Pappy, how'd you feel about this one? This is probably my favorite, but I'm gonna let Pappy explain it if you can. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's your favorite, feel free to jump in. But like, he's making a, sh- a shelf for him, and then Rick instantly criticizes his use of a bubble level and like Rick's clearly drunk and like angry <laughs> you're gonna use that bubble and your naked caveman eye <laughs> <laughs> just completely like flies off the handle with him and then like goes like ape shit on like sanding out the floor like building all these laser grids like uh like doing it by hand he's and shirtless like, at this point yeah he's shirtless he's working really hard and he achieves like perfect level and then Morty steps into it and this is like weird full body orgasm thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then like can't leave the perfect level and has to get his mind like Rick says he's like the walls are crooked <laughs> nothing makes sense anymore I like how Summer wants to go it's to like, school and then Rick's just like you go ahead you go ahead I'll take care of him and he kind of gives like gives her the look of I'm gonna erase this memory and then Morty just screams out lambs to the cosmic slaughter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Morty kind of tries to catch or he starts to catch on about like how Rick has been uh, manipulating his memories a little bit. And uh, Pappy, was it you or Stevie that said before we recorded that the uh, the leftmost light switch experiment was your favorite? That's my favorite. Okay. Do you want to walk us through that one as well? <clears throat> Josh, did you? I thought this would also be Josh's favorite. Was it? <laughs> I was just guessing, but... Honestly, my favorite was the one that was super quick that showed uh, Morty beat, beating Rick in chess. And that, that was just, my favorite one, too. <laughs> and, it was, and it was a red memory, so Rick erased it, so Morty would never know. <laughs> those those young brothers think alike, but the, the light switch one. Uh, yeah, Morty's trying to help him out, and he's supposed to flip off the leftmost switch, and he... He flips off a switch and it goes dark, and then you hear like another flip and then another flip. Morty, I need darkness to prime these optical inductors. Hit the leftmost light switch by the door for me. The left. Okay, lights on. 
So, did I just hear three distinct light switch clicks? What do you mean? I feel like the three sounds I heard could be explained by an initial erroneous flipping of a switch on the right, followed by a hasty corrective flipping of the requested switch, then, during the resultant darkness and silence, a third shameful unflipping of the initially flipped switch. Is my assessment accurate? Yeah, that's... that's basically how... how it all shaked out. I'm sorry. Uh, Alright, come on. What? Come on! Grab a shovel. What is- Grab a shovel! What was that? But like, Rick totally calls him on his bullshit. But really what turns that scene on his head is that it kind of alludes to the fact that because Morty hit the wrong switch, they're gonna have to kill some people with shovels and bury yeah. them or something? Grab a shovel. <laughs> no, they were already Grab dead because he flipped that switch. Yeah, he flipped, he flipped the wrong, the wrong switch. switch, so he killed him. Okay. Oh, is that what it is? Just yeah, bury, it's yeah, it's like, kind of like, like flatline noise shovel. too. When well, they go, when they, scene, like, when they go into that spaceship, he he goes into the shuffle room, and you hear him flick a different switch. <laughs> <laughs> Morty just he can't go left from right. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> and how hilarious is that? Is that like in Rick's garage, one of the switches instantly kills like <laughs> dozens of people that he has on an asteroid, just in case. <laughs> And so we're we're moving for the memories through the memories pretty quick here. Uh, the next one is the uh, the memory where Rick is trying to he he's missing a zip tie, and so he pulls out this magic magnet, and he types in zip tie into it, and so it pulls off a bunch of zip ties <laughs> from like various gadget and gadgets in his garage, and then we see Morty like we're we're like panned out, and we see Morty go and grab this magic magnet, and we don't know. What he types in, but we see a bunch of women fly towards the magnet. All redheads, like All Jessica. Redheads. Yeah. All, All redheads and like yeah. Aspers. <laughs> <laughs> so many of them are stuck to it. Um, we cut real quick to uh, Mikey. I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you on this one. The Doctor Doolittle hat memory. <laughs> oh, uh, Morty is. Uh, just bothering rick and so he wants to for some reason he just wants to hear what animals say and so he bugs rick to build him something so he can talk to animals and so rick builds it he gives it to him morty's walking around town and uh he he sees like dogs talking they're not really saying anything and then he sees these squirrels up in a tree and they're like making these really crazy plans like global it domination plans to overthrow Argentina uh, <laughs> yeah Matt destabilizing yeah, economies crazy <laughs> crazy stuff like conspiracy theory stuff <laughs> and uh, these squirrels notice that Morty is staring at them and they're talking about him and they're they end up following him and Morty is freaking out and he ends up running away And then he gets back to Rick, and Rick uh, tasers all of the all of the squirrels that have followed him, which is like thousands of squirrels now. <laughs> and uh, Rick kind of freaks out on him, and he's like, "Did you fuck with the squirrels, Morty? <laughs> oh God damn it! We got <laughs> I told you told you a thousand times you can't keep uh, switching universes like this because I guess this universe is just totally fucked now that the squirrels are onto him." 
That was I like hilarious. how he already had a bag packed for Morty. Just handed him a, like a just full bag. Just throws this red duffel bag in his face. Yeah. Like, Let's go. Well, there's that one episode in season one that kind of changed things, and then this episode gives more implications of like this isn't the original Rick and Morty and their family, and like they've changed timelines. So, do you guys like that, or do you feel yeah. like why? But you don't like them switching universes? I feel like it just gives less stability to the characters or something. I like that they switched it once and it was known. But now I kind of feel like every episode could be a different Rick and Morty, I guess. Well, it could be. But Rick also said in Rick Potion number nine, they can only do it like three or four times. And And I don't know what number this switch was. And like in the context of the show, like last week was like clearly like a canon driving you know plot driving episode this one's just like throwaway little skits like yeah i agree yeah. with that i don't know Rick- i don't i feel like that's way more likely it's just like a throwaway funny line than like we're supposed to think that those bodies still aren't in the backyard or something like that or you know rick Fair also enough. says earlier in the episode that he's had to edit a few of these memories to like make them more entertaining <laughs> basically so yeah. you might wonder like what which ones he's edited and which ones he's like left alone he said something like um, he makes it more entertaining like on the rewatch or something like that <laughs> he's totally he says this the isn't the wall it was this that. isn't the first time they've done morty's mind blowers either <laughs> um so from here and josh this one i'm going to come to you because you seem to have <laughs> the same favorite as me but we kind of run through several um red vials which are the ones that rick wants to delete uh the first one that i remember here is morty beats or yeah morty beats rick and checkers or chess and he's so pumped and they switch really quick what are some other <laughs> ones that you that you remember from that and feel free to jump in guys uh that was my big one but second biggest was probably like this really epic serious moment between rick and noob noob that they didn't really flesh out completely or was that mr poopy pants it's Mr. Poopy Butthole. Oh, Mr. Poopy Oh, well, sorry, guys. Mr. Poopy Butthole is proposing, proposing to Morty or something like that. I totally missed this one. <laughs> it's like super quick. It's just a second, but Morty looks uh, all flattered, like <laughs> happy. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> there was one where Rick was just like juggling Morty's body parts in like a freak show or something. <laughs> Morty's getting shit out by Space Ghost. Yeah, Morty's gets, he gets like pooped out by several alien creatures. There's also one that I laughed a lot at that <laughs> Morty's just skiing so fast down a hill and uh, Rick comes up real quick and then just runs into a tree. It's <laughs> like a classic cartoon character. Um, any other ones that you guys noticed there? No. No. I that was nah, all. I don't that's know. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, so Morty kind of snaps out of it and he, uh, he takes off the memory hat and he decides that <laughs> he's not going to kill Rick. He's going to kill himself because he's had so many memories that he can't live over again. And he hasn't been able to learn from every, any of ex- his experiences. Um, Rick decides that he's also going to kill himself and they form a suicide pact before, uh, summer kind of butts in and, uh, Stevie, wh- what's, what's summer's role kind of to, to end this episode here? As I said, this is uh, this isn't the first time I've done Morty's mind blowers, and it's not the first time that everything has gone haywire. <laughs> and I forget what she says, but she asks if like it's because uh, she sees they're about to kill themselves. 
And she's like, this is level three. Oh, no, this is a level four. And she has, like, her own personal key into like, this little glove box. And uh, in it come notes on what to do in case it is, like, a level four. And she shranks them both. And there's two vials in there. And his, I think Rick's vial is, like, gold. And Morty's is, like, the standard blue. Tranks him, puts the memories back on him, drags him over to the couch, and they wake up like they were supposed to and just watch Interdimensional Cable. And they kind of freak out on Summer, asking, like, why is she such a dumb bitch? You stupid Here. bitch. Yeah. Bitch. They yeah. so hard into Summer. <laughs> and I just love how, Pat, you, you pointed this out earlier, they kind of break the fourth wall with Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. Oh, yeah, it's like... The very last line, too, I think is hilarious because they say something like, uh, no wonder you guys are always fighting and behind schedule. And they go, what? So it's like clearly <laughs> a nod to like behind the scenes of how those guys are kind of at each other's throats sometimes. All right, Morty, f*** this noise. Let's get out of here and go on a classic Rick and Morty adventure. Yeah, all right, Rick, I'm all in. No wonder you're constantly fighting with each other and behind schedule. What? Nothing. <laughs> There's also some fourth wall breaking at the beginning when Rick basically says, like, this is the episode we're going to do that's kind of like an interdimensional cable, but not quite. We've said on this podcast, the best Rick breaks the fourth wall early and often. Yes, he does. (laughs) So to end the episode, Rick and Morty just decide to go off on a classic Rick and Morty adventure through Rick's uh, portal gun. Um, and they're all friends again. Uh, I think we're going to kind of wind down this episode if you guys don't have any final thoughts. Cool. Uh, Pappy, let's start off with you, man. Yep. Yes, for me. Uh, I think I like this the second most of these little clip shows that they've done once a season. Uh, the first interdimensional cable is just fucking lightning in a bottle, though. It's, it's probably top two favorite episodes, but really funny. Uh, I already said my favorite clip was the light switch thing. So one last time, uh, Jim McMaster... If you're someone close to the podcast, please just come forward and say who you are. <laughs> Stevie, let's uh, let's continue with you, man. Um, I think watching it a second time around is uh, like the smudge in the telescope uh, joke is hilarious because um, Summer has obviously gone through these mind blowers before, and Morty's convinced again that he sees a man on the moon. And Summer just kind of throws out, it's probably just a smudge. <laughs> kind of just like, we've done this before, it's just a smudge, and Morty just freaks out. But uh, my uh, my favorite jokes are a tie between the light switch and true level. I think true level was so funny. Um, out of all the interdimensional cables, it's probably my third favorite just because of uh, two brothers and uh, Jan Michael Vincent were so funny and there wasn't really that moment in this one but uh, definite yes for me Mikey how about you man uh, I my favorite gag was uh, the squirrel gag uh, just because I thought it was hilarious how they had to abandon a whole universe because <laughs> of the squirrels um, yeah I don't know how this stacks up against the other inter- interdimensional cables it is just like a skit show so it's just uh just gags after one after another but uh i thought it was a really good episode and uh i like that all of it was more memory so it was more centered around rick and morty this time but uh yeah i give it a yes nice man josh how do you feel uh i like the ultimate leveling that rick did i like the mr poopy butthole scene (laughs) um i like the squirrel scene squirrels are known to be my second favorite animal so of course i love that i feel like 
a little bit it realistic known. what they <laughs> it's saw. Known? It is known. <laughs> Who knows this? <laughs> what what then squirrels? But ultimately uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, the blue whale is my favorite. But anyway, when Rick is loses to Morty in chess, I think what's so funny about it is that if I had the power and like Jordan, my little brother, beat me in chess, I would completely get rid of his memory of that immediately <laughs> to save myself of the embarrassment. But what's so funny is that Rick is Morty's grandfather instead of like any like semblance of pride that his grandson is like growing in intellect and like surpassing him. He's just pissed and completely erases it from existence. And that just struck me really funny. But anyway, episodes a yeah. And yeah, I, I would totally agree. This is a definite yes. My favorite is probably a tie between the moon spiracy, which is like the smudge man on the moon. And, uh, then the, the Morty beating Rick and checkers. Um, they're both, really good and just fucking brutal uh i don't know if this is my favorite i think it's probably my second or third favorite like inter- interdimensional cable type episode with all the cutscenes and everything i really like just the randomness of the other ones but uh i mean it's it's a good follow-up to all of those and uh i think a, a solid episode in season three here we can't forget um, about uh jerry's mind blowers oh and jerry's oh, so mind, the cutscene at the end the <laughs> stevie you want to walk us through that one yeah, it's like super E.T. Well, all right, well, Jerry goes in the garage, and he sees a box that says Jerry's Mind Blowers. And instead of the typical, like, vials that they've been using, they're, like, cassette tapes, or almost like VHS tapes. And I notice on one of them, if you pause it, one of the tapes says Sleepy Gary, which oh is oh God. hilarious from season two for, um, I, forget what, uh, I forget what episode that was called, uh... Yeah, you know, nonetheless, but um, he puts on one of them. I think it says Gobo, and it's straight like a knockoff of VT. And like um, Morty and his friends are riding a bike into a park where Summer, Beth, and Rick are waiting to launch this alien back into space. And they're like, "Yep, Jerry knows what to do. He'll be here any minute." And then eventually, he never comes. They go to Jerry's apartment, and he's like, "What?" And they realize that they left. He left the alien cooking in his car. I love what Jerry's doing too. He's like watching his cell phone, like stomach down on his pillow with his like feet kicking in the air because he doesn't have a TV <laughs> or anything. There's like popcorn all over his bed. He's just a total loser. <laughs> Shit show. So many crumbs in that bed. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts before we sign off on this uh, Rick and Morty episode? We only have two episodes left this season. I'm pretty depressed. Uh, about it. It's probably going to take like another five years for season four. Thanks. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like that's all we got. We do have a lot to look forward to though. We've got the, uh, the Rick Curian candidate or Mor- the Rick Curian Morty day in uh, episode 10 and the ABCs of Beth and uh, episode nine. So there's a lot of uh, and what other movies? What other movies do we have coming out soon? Uh, P- Pappy, what other uh, movies do we have coming out soon? Well, Troll Hunter, and then whoever wins trivia gets to pick. <laughs> wow! In the future, <laughs> guys, quick, quick Troll Hunter story. Uh, I've been editing that episode, and it seems like a troll might have messed with the footage. Oh no. Uh, oh, it's kind of spooky. Oh dear, is he ugly? Ugly. <laughs> no, but he's from La La Land. 
Uh, Fucking spoiler, have- man. Take it away on here, man. Take it away. Everybody follow Chris Durkin on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Our number is 903-776-4507. Please don't forget to leave us a review. That was Spoilers. It's lit. Murder on the Orient Express bottle piece. <laughs> Someone <laughs> on this podcast is the emailer. <laughs> so you wanted him dead. <laughs> I just happen to be the greatest detective in the world. That movie looks terrible. I don't think it's going to be good, but I like Josh Gad. I like Josh Gad too, but like this movie looks god awful. It looks like. <laughs> Why well, we have to spoil that now? <laughs> hey, it sounds like you guys are getting ready for a WoW raid or something. That, Who's that? Is that Who is that? That's reminds me of. That's anyway. Chris Durkin. Chris. Hey, Chris. Oh, yeah. Chris. Hey, guys. Chris, wait, this hey, is man. Pappy. Hey. Why did you unfollow me on Twitter? Whoa. Ooh. Ooh. Hey. Steve, he's a hijack going. We're, reco- no, we're, we're recording yeah, we're right, now. right now. This is going in the episode proper. This is a. I want to know. Backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. <laughs> I don't care. Just. <laughs> we need to know why. I just didn't know you were in tighter circles with Jordan than me. That's all. Jordan doesn't spout crazy shit. I don't tweet generally at all. <laughs> guess that's yeah, the key, guess that's the key have- to his heart. Don't talk. <laughs> Yeah, just bleep, just random bleeps on the radar rather than the constant stream of cynicism. Whoa, there. Okay, so you do know why you unfollowed me, you liar. <laughs> Here it is. Shit. See you, man. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.